Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs podcast with your host, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 19 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Welcome. Right? What is up, my man? Not, you're not going to do your normal, like, I'm trying episode to, 19. I'm What's trying, going on? What is? How does this happen? I love it so much. I'm trying to turn over some new lease. I'm growing as I appreciate artist. that. I'm growing as a I, podcaster. I've noticed, like, I'm having a hard time coming up with a new response to keep it fresh with you. <laughs> all right. So this is, all right, Worship of the Props Nation, this is a really exciting day for you. Speaking of keeping it fresh, so we have a new idea that we're going to be doing. And so once a month, we are going to be having our good friend, Scott Longyear, who you'll remember as our first big guest on the podcast, is going to be joining us for the entire episode. He's going to just be like a third host. And we're going to do this once a month. And so here's why we want to do this is because um, many times our DMs get so full and we just don't feel like we can get to all of them. So without having a special guest, we're going to be able to spend a little bit more time um, during that segment of the podcast going through more than one question. And now you have the perspectives of a worship pastor, a media pastor, and a senior pastor. Boom. So welcome, Mr. Longyear. Boom. Hey, you told me you were calling me because we wanted to set up some time to like get wings or something like that. I don't know what you drug me into. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of hard since we all live in very different areas of the country. That's true. That's true. That's true, man. And I'm I'm just I'm grateful to jump in with you guys. Love what's going on. Hey, isn't it cool to see uh, just what the Lord's doing and how He's blessing uh, the efforts? Oh, yeah. I think because it's just a it's a great ministry that that you bring in some uh, some good uh, just encouragement and laughs to to people along the way. Well, thanks Bro. for being here, man. We're thrilled to have you. And we want, we, we're talking about keeping it fresh. We got the freshest dude we could come up with. Right. You know, you know what? You know, here's the thing. Like, I just feel like I'm privileged because I am looking on my screen at Mr. Worship Leader Props and I know who he is. And the rest <laughs> of the nation is waiting with bated breath to get another, what? Only another, like, uh, just a little over 10,000, right? A little over 10,000, man. Yeah. We're almost the- 39. So uh, that Woo. 50K is right around the corner. And then you get to know who he is and be completely disappointed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. That, I only say that because that's like he stays up at night worrying that it's just going to be like this big reveal and everybody's going to be like, wah, wah, wah. wah. <laughs> uh, so, y'all, I got to just say, I live in Florida. And it is seventy eight degrees and blue skies. I like, don't understand is- why you have to do why why do you have to even do that? Why do you have to? So I live in Indiana right now. It's spitting snow. I just don't understand why people. Here's what you need to people in the South need to. You don't even have me on anymore. You people in the South need to know. <laughs> like when you're doing that, it doesn't help anything. It doesn't build a brother up. It doesn't make us feel better. All it does is make you feel better. I'm a, I'm yeah, I makes me don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I had a bad day, so I wanted to bring you down. Okay, I'll bring myself up. <laughs> I'm glad, glad I'm here to help you with that. <laughs> Dude, so how, how did everybody's church services go this last weekend? How about you, Mr. Probs? How'd it go? Uh, mine, mine went well. Um, I told everybody last week, you know, in December, our production guy was on the shelf. Uh, he was sick. So he went back on the shelf. 
for a couple weeks here in February, and he has been back this week. And so high hopes, you know, that he is back for the weekend, which would be great. Um, yeah, but we, you know, in spite of all that, we had a good weekend. Um, the Lord was lifted up. <laughs> Amen. Good. We just came out of a, a series on the book of Judges called Chaos, which ended up being like a tremendously popular series for us. We, uh, so we talked about the chaos in our own lives, and we even talked about some spiritual warfare in, in that. Um, uh, and now we're a non-denom church, so it's uh, like not with a Pentecostal swing on that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. but uh, And so we just launched then out of that series, a brand new series called Plus One, where we just felt like in our, in our church, uh, we just need to be more top of mind awareness about what about the one who's outside the fold? You know, Jesus, good shepherd, mm-hmm. goes and chases mm-hmm. the one, right? So this whole series, I'm just stoked about the season that we're in because we're doing a series called Plus One, which is a look really at the book of Acts and how how the Lord added to their number daily, right? Those who are being saved. And so awesome. top of mind awareness, who's your plus one? And so we have tons of people now, even after a week going like, this is my plus one, I'm praying for them. That's going to cultivate with us uh, in Easter. I believe it's going to be the biggest attended and most decisions we've ever made on a Sunday. And here's what my church doesn't know. Uh, we practice water baptism here. And if you want to be baptized, you come and uh, we, you know, you make an appointment with our pastors, we'll roll you through a class and all that kind of stuff. But on Easter, we're going to, we're going to literally on both of our campuses, going to put a horse trough on stage, uh, and do spontaneous baptism. So we're going for broke. And so it may be nobody comes up and it's just me and the horse trough and our campus pastor and the horse trough. But we're just like, today you came dry. We want you to leave after you get after you get dunked in the tank. It'll explain baptism to them and everything. So we're taking a big risk on that. And then being very purposeful and coming out of that with a series. Uh, I just don't have time to talk about everything that's going on. And then the children's ministry is going into all of it. So we launched that, uh, the, the plus one on Sunday. And it was, a, I mean, I think it was a good start to the service. Um, Production-wise, this is the first time, I think, in a long time, we did not do that our entire stage set was actually lighting. So instead of buying some uh, some stage uh, backdrops and props on our stage, always looks money because our team does such a great job on it. Uh, our tech guy, Paul Bamberg, uh, and his team said, let's put that money into lighting. And so we had some killer lighting uh, and uh, some killer problems on Sunday as well. <laughs> and so, man, uh, Paul, our tech guy, is walking around just like frazzled because of all the stuff that's happening. The, the hazer starts going off in the middle of a, the song when it shouldn't go off and stuff. But oh, the potential that we saw in all of that was just, I think, lights out. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about where that's going. And we always run the line of, you know, it's not performance, but there is a production value that comes into the, the middle of that. And so I'm, I'm just kind of, I, I was digging what we were doing last week. Awesome. Well, in our church, um, it was amazing. We we had a pastor and his wife kind of go through something uh, some time ago. And it was something that needed to be shared with the congregation. And so we got to the end of the service. And we just kind of said, hey, church, we need to have a family moment. And so like, if, if you don't consider yourselves to be part of the family, that's, that's fine. Um, but we got it. We, we need to talk about some stuff. And so you are more than welcome to be dismissed. We set up a five minute countdown and, and know, nobody leaves, right? People, They're like, I'm sticking around for the crazy. What's going on? <laughs> right. I mean, come on. <laughs> Actually <laughs> more people left than what we. No kidding. Oh, wow. It, huh. it, it was a, I think it was it was a sobering reminder of how many fringe people we have in our church. Wow. wow. Um, and so many left. And so we 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 shared this announcement with the people, and I'm not gonna go into the details. We shut down the live stream. So yep. again, this was a family room moment. And so we we shared this and then we brought that pastor down with his wife 
and we shared truth, we shared grace, and we allowed the people to come and pray over this family, mm. forgiveness and redemption. Like there were, I've heard three different stories of people who said, we, you know, we've been looking for a church and um, that moment sealed the deal that this will be the church I will go to. I've never felt so safe in my whole life. Wow. 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 So we kind of have a, kind of a new idea that we're kind of trying to explore at our church. And the idea is what if we could be a place where the worst of me could be known and people would love me all the more. Well, I think that's what people are looking for, man. That's the church. And that is the church. You know, it's harder. And uh, all three of us work in uh, churches that are uh, a, a bit of size. And I don't, I don't, I don't mean it arrogantly at all, but one of the dangers in that happens is it gets less personal as it gets bigger right so i think you got to work all the harder at that but that's what that's what's compelling to people yep absolutely man that's a great moment for the body that's awesome and we have not handled in the past we've not handled issues of sin awesomely yeah there was some some years ago like there was a guy teaching a class that was in an inappropriate relationship with another woman and like we just sent a letter out (laughs) to all the people like he's been removed. Here's what happened. Like, you know, like, so people are going, wait, if I sin, this is what's going to happen. So in a new season with some new leadership to teach people what forgiveness looks like, you know, and, and what it looks like to be the church was, it was a pretty sobering moment and just God was honored. So it was awesome. You know, I'd be really interested in, in uh, hearing from uh, some of the listeners on that. Like if there was a, if we took some time on a podcast and actually talk through that, how do you handle those types of things inside of your worship ministry and inside of the church uh, at large. I wonder if that might uh, be helpful. So if that's, if that would be helpful to you, send a, send a DM into these guys and that'd be great. So speaking of sending in DMs, there have been many of you who have been sending us your MVPs. And so guess what time it is, Mr. Probs and Mr. Longyear. It's time to recognize some MVPs. Well, okay, we've got some great ones this week. So our volunteer MVPs are Adam and Kara Renee. Uh, They serve at Grace Baptist Church in Hudson, Massachusetts. Nominated by Jacob Downing. Uh, Adam is uh, one of the drummers at GBC. He and his wife, Kara, serve multiple times a month. Uh, Kara is a vocalist who also manages a weekly prayer newsletter. Um, and Adam has traveled with Jacob to lead worship at lots of different places, help, help Jacob uh, serve at his dad's funeral. And uh, in the words of Jacob, uh, Adam is an all-in volunteer. Wow. Right. All right. That's awesome, man. That's Dude, awesome. I, I love it so much when there's a couple. Isn't that cool? That gets recognized together. Because there's something about couples who do ministry together that is just so sweet. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And the, and the funny thing is, I, I actually know Jacob. And dude's got like one of the bigger personalities of anybody I know. I love him so much. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. So our staff MVP, Frankie Benitez, he is the worship and youth pastor at Trinity Fellowship Church in Tyler, Texas. Uh, Frankie is passionate about everything he's involved in, whether it's worship, media, or youth. He does it all with a joyful heart. So Adam and Kara and Frankie. We salute you. Salute you. Yes. Wow. Worship and youth. Dude. Yeah. He's going to die early. That's all I'm saying. Frankie, we love you, man. But like, you got to pace yourself, man. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't, I can't wrap my mind. That is such a brutal combination. That's 
Wow. Time Mr. Props, could you picture yourself going back and doing youth ministry at this no, point? No, 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 no. And neither could the youth. <laughs> <laughs> they would, the youth would want no part of that. Yeah, but dude, you could take them some Starbies. You could teach them about Google <laughs> right. Hangs. Wait, they used to have this thing called Google Hangs. It would be like a history <laughs> lesson, man. And I never got to do one. And I Google never took it away. <laughs> Well, hey, guys, listeners, thank you so much for sending in your MVPs. Look, maybe you're sitting here right now listening and you're going, wait a second. I've got somebody in my ministry who I would love for them to recognize. It's super duper easy. All you have to do is go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com and you can click on the MVP tab at the top of the webpage. And from there, there's just a quick form you can fill out that'll send that information to us and it'll help us make an informed choice on who we're going to recognize here on the podcast. Or if you would like, go to Instagram look up worship leader probs and from there make sure you hit follow and then you can send us a dm with all of their information and so um if you're doing it the dm way we just need their their instagram name uh, a picture what they do what church they serve in and why you believe we should recognize them on the worship leader probs podcast Mm-mm-mm. good stuff and you I'm, did it you did it by the way i think that may be I know, I, closing <laughs> the eyes is the key if i close the <laughs> eyes i can get right through it <laughs> So, okay. So I'm really excited to jump into our next segment, especially with having Scott with us. So I'm not going to lie. This is my, I, I, sometimes I feel like I need to pull my car over because I'm laughing so, <laughs> la- and, I, and I'm so, it makes me so sad and, and just laughing at the same time when we come to, to this, to this oh, so, man, section. Absolutely. <laughs> So we've said it a million times, like Scott does this thing called Scott's Daily Word. It's a micro podcast that you can listen to every single day. Um, and they can find that at scottlongyear.com. So go to scottlongyear.com. You can easily subscribe to it. Isn't there a way, won't it send him a text message every day with it? Yeah. If you subscribe to my Twitter feed, so Scott's Daily Word is a micro podcast. It's a one minute, just word and scripture and thought from me. Uh, but if you uh, just... Uh, on your, tell you what, here's what you do. Go to scottlongyear.com and click right there. It's going to show you how to set it up on your phone. Very simply, all you're doing is you're following my Twitter feed. So 9 a.m. Yeah. Uh, Eastern time, God's time, every single day, Monday through Friday, it will send you uh, just a, a quick deal. And you can unsubscribe anytime to it. I thought we were going into prayer concerns, my favorite thing. We are. But but let me finish this. my thought. Okay. Let me finish. All so, right. so this is why I'm so excited. <laughs> so whenever Scott sits down to record a batch of his daily words, all of a sudden, our phones will buzz, and there will be Scott's daily throat punch. And so he takes all the prayer concerns and turns them into throat punches. But here's the thing: like, I cannot, like, I can't send these to radio because, like, so the daily words most go to radio. Like, they will kick me off the radio if, if they get a hold of this. So I'm trusting. No, no, you with these. we ha- we we they're 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 put away. But like, it could be something along the lines of. Um, if you're worried more about your corn allergy than you are about the haze in the room, <laughs> you need a throat punch. So, so with all of that being said, into the longest ramp up into a section on the podcast ever, <laughs> let's hear about our prayer requests. Well, listeners, it's it's real simple. All we're going to do in our prayer request section is people send us the complaints, the mean things that end up in their prayer cards, their connection cards, whatever you call it in your church. And so, uh, Mr. Probs, what do we got this week? All right. I've got three this week. 
Um, and by the way, send them to us, DM them to us, take a picture. We'll keep it anonymous. Uh, we won't share your name or your church name. We don't want anybody getting in trouble, but we do want to laugh at what is happening in your local body. So here's a prayer concern. Number one, the service is too loud. It shouldn't be a rock concert. And then the worship leader adds, this was after a day of acoustic cajon worship. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You're right. Come back next week. We'll fix it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I promise it won't be louder next week. And then the person adds, the person tagged them with, and the service would be better if you weren't singing. I just don't care for your voice. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, partly, I think that they should include the names of the people that that send these in, so that maybe we could go have a quote conversation with them. Like, <laughs> come on! Wait, wait, wait! Hey, let me try because I'm listening to the podcast. Let me, let me try it. Let me try it. Let me try it. Come on, fam! <laughs> <laughs> That's right on. That's right on. <laughs> That's right on, man. That's right on. Okay, number two. So, real oh, quick, sorry, legit. Three weeks ago, a lady cut. A lady comes up to our worship pastor and asked him, why does it have to be such a rock show? And so um, we call our, our worship pastor, we call him the Velvet Hammer because he's so good with his words, but he can like make you feel loved and like give you the business at the same time. <laughs> so he has this conversation with her and he, at the end he goes, ma'am, can I ask you a question? Have you ever been to a rock show? And she goes, <laughs> she goes, you know what? I never have. It's a he goes, then how can you compare this to a rock show? <laughs> That's incredible. I'm using that. <laughs> I'm using that one. Gosh. All right. Number, number two. two. One of the elders in my church told me, quote, you're a spiritual comedian. After I led the service one week, and I'm not sure what he meant or if that was a good thing because I didn't even make any jokes. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? What does that even mean? A spiritual comedian. <laughs> Come on, fam. It's like the next week, it'd be funny if like he gets up, if he's not being funny, like reads the scripture and all of a sudden the drummer goes, <laughs> like gives you a rim shot. <laughs> you know, and it's really awesome. We get every week, we get somebody that will send us one of these and they'll hashtag it too lound which was one of our really <laughs> early <laughs> prayer concerns. It was too loud. Uh, it was too loud. Too loud. Okay, uh. so here's, here's the last one. Here's the last one, okay? I enjoy the services, but I sure do like watching you direct the choir. Mind you, my backside is to the crowd when I'm directing. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> That's like the world's worst pickup line in church. <laughs> wow. Well, what are you doing, man? Oh, you have to meme that. Come on, fam. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, wow. Woo. I don't even know. I That's just would blush. Legit. That was on a prayer concern it was car. On a prayer recur. Yeah. Yeah. So um, these are our people. I have a, I have a file that I've kept over the years of ministry called, uh, I think it's called like good things or something like that. Cause I know I'll have bad days. And so if, if I get a nice card or something else, I'll, I'll put it in there. Like I'm, I might not put that one in that file. I may frame that one. 
It's on a bad day. I'm just going to have it right there. Like, Right. That's right. Somebody loved yeah. me for the wrong reasons, maybe, right. but somebody loved me. <laughs> Every choir director that listens to this podcast is now like shuddering. <laughs> <laughs> Wear a baggy suit, bro. <laughs> uh, honey, I, I'm going to need tails the next time. <laughs> Why? Uh, you don't want to Yeah, know. or you're bringing back oh, those like TV Jake's coats that go like all the way down to the floor, man. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. listeners, if you have prayer requests that you would like us to read, again, it's super simple. Go to our DM. You can also go to the website, www.worshipleaderprobs.com. You can even, if you wanted to, you could use the MVP form and you could just send in as a prayer request. And so we just want to say thank you. To everyone that has been participating in these, it's quickly becoming most people's favorite part on the podcast. And so, I'm still I mean, laughing at that one, man. <laughs> I mean, these are the people, right? These are it's like people. it's so funny. So, I, I've mentioned I'm a gamer, like, and so I like to play like Fortnite and stuff like that. And so, a new uh, season of Fortnite came out, so they've like changed the map, and it was so funny listening to these guys complaining about it. And I almost commented on there and put, wow, y'all sound like church people, (laughs) you know, because these, these these developers put hours and hours and hours into building this thing for them to go and to enjoy. And these guys are slamming it left and right. I'm like, wow. So now they know what it feels like to be a pastor. There you go. So come on gaming fam. (laughs) (laughs) So, Oh, all right. So let's get into the last segment of our podcast. And so um, without having a a guest on and now with the three of us, we can actually spend a little time. So we're going to answer more than one of your DM questions. And so um, what do you got this week, Mr. Probs? Um, Okay, so we've got a few and we want to we want to take advantage of Scott, uh, you know, being here because Scott is Man, you you need to get into some of his re- resources, and you if you if you haven't yet, you need to order a copy of Soul Coma, his uh, new book. Uh, you can get that from scottlongyear.com. And here's the deal: anybody can spell Scott with two T's, but our our guy spells it with just one. It only takes one. So <laughs> Scott Longyear with one T. dot com. Go there, order a copy of Soul Coma, and uh, it it if you're if you're if your spiritual life needs a jump start, man, that's a great that's a great place to start. So, well, if you're a Christian, you should own a copy. You should, oh, wow. right? Well, there you go. You should have you should have three <laughs> three books, right? The Bible, oh, maybe like uh, Mere Christianity or something like that. Soul Coma. Ouch! Ouch! Hey, you know, a little plug for teams uh, with that is that we've had several people that have used that with their teams. There's discussion questions in the back, and so they can read it. Actually, I've got a. a my house is full on Wednesday night of college students, uh, sort of in a college small group around the book. So they read a chapter and come in and then we do the discussion questions. So anyway, it's been helpful for That's some people. Awesome. But, yep, That's awesome. Some copies in your hands. So, okay. So here's a DM that we, we get a lot. And so what we're finding is that a lot of our listeners are on the younger side. And so they're at a place where they're either just starting out or maybe wrestling with a call to ministry. And so we get a lot of questions that are kind of related to this subject of how do you how, how do you keep your heart refreshed how do you keep your soul refreshed you know when you're you're giving out you're 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 giving to the people you're leading to the people you're leading them in worship you're 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 emptying you know how do you stay fresh 
Well, I think that's uh, <clears throat> it's such a huge question, right? Because here's here's what we know. Uh, there, there are good song leaders and there are good worship leaders. And sometimes people think they're a worship leader when really they're a song leader. Yeah. Uh, and if, if you don't have anything that you're drawn on the inside, like you're not a, you're not a worship leader, man. And like, like, just like we talked about earlier where you need to, people need to connect with each other. You know, Jeremy talked about the family meeting at his church. Like, mm. like, like, dude, look, I, I don't need a song leader, man. Like I, if I want, if I want to hear a good, somebody do a good solo or a good song, like I'll, I'll turn on Spotify or I'll go you know, and uh, watch the voice or something like that. But I'm looking for somebody who is, who is overflowing with the presence of God. So I think it's a great question uh, to ask because when I'm looking for worship leaders when we're hiring or, or when, when I'm in a a place of worship, like you can tell, right. And you've been around enough. You can tell you're like, that person is selling what they're, what they're smoking. Right. I mean, they're, they're, they're in all of it. So it's a great, great question. Um, so some thoughts that I had on that, um, and I don't have a lock on it, so I'd love to hear what you guys what you guys think as well. Um, is it there's these, there needs to be this practicing of the presence of God? I mean, some people are, are like, you know, I'm just praying for the presence of God. That's the it's like a dumb prayer because Jesus is everywhere, and God says, "I'll be with you always to the very end of the age." So let's stop let's stop saying God be with us. So you need to practice that present off off of the platform, right? So I would ask, like, what does your personal worship time look like with mm-hmm. the Lord? What's your personal worship time look with the, like with the, the Lord? Um, <clears throat> I'm kind of enamored lately with uh, the way they think and there's, uh, the way that we think. And there's this whole realm, you know, follow me on this, there's this whole realm of, of study I didn't even realize called uh, neurotheology. Neurotheology, mm, wow. and that is theology of the brain, but also the, the scientific neurology of the brain and how those might go. And I just heard a statistic actually yesterday is from uh, Craig Rochelle on a great series he did called Mastermind. You should check that out. Anyway, uh, said this, 12 minutes of prayer a day for eight weeks can reprogram your brain. Oh. 12 minutes of prayer per day for eight weeks can reprogram your brain. That's right. So if you want to reprogram your, your brain and your spirit, I would ask you, how's your, how's your prayer time? And man, if the only time you're praying is with your team or, or leading a public prayer, oh, you're in a really, really dangerous place. So I would say, how's your prayer time? It looks different for different people. Some people are like, I, I'm not going to pray for an hour. Uh, at a time, that's like, hit me with a sledgehammer. And then you feel guilty because you're not like somebody else who does. Like, that's fine, man. You pray throughout the day as you're, as you're going along. Um, I would ask, you know, how's the sin in your life? Well, I don't have any sin. You're a liar. So now that you've lied, we've established that. You now have sin in your life because lying is a sin. So uh, what kind of <laughs> sin do you have that you need to deal with? You know, how's your connection through Scripture? Are you, how are you connecting with the Lord through Scripture? Is the only time you're cracking the Bible or your Bible app is when your pastor's preaching and you're not in the green room, well, then that's going to be a problem. It should Mm -hmm. be uh, during the week, right? How's your personal worship? If the only time, you know, we have have practice on our own, we have rehearsal with the team, and then we have the the execution, the leading of worship. And if that's the only time that you're touching your instrument, whether it's a voice or or a physical instrument in worship, like that's not good. Like like Mm -hmm. I love to to see people, I'm like, I bet that dude is playing his guitar and praying um, in his bedroom on his own I bet he's doing that, and that's translating. Uh, that's translating over, and um, I, I think that you just have to be super intentional about it. And a lot of times, we're not intentional. We're just like, well, if it happens, it happens, and it's probably not going to happen. So I think you have to have a high degree of intentionality. Absolutely. I think there's there's a danger when you're in full time vocational ministry to let your preparation for the weekend become the only time that you spend with the Lord. Mm. When I went to college for ministry, the, that was the very first thing they said to us. Don't you dare. Like you're going to, 
you're going to be studying the Bible so much, you're going to get wore out. But yeah. don't you dare let that be the only time you're getting in the Word is when you're studying for your test or for your exegesis paper. Like, you have got to have time with God where it's literally just Him being able to speak into you, getting into His Word that has nothing to do with your prep for the weekend. Um, because one of those is it's it, it's it's your job and your work, and the other one is just my own personal walk with Jesus. I think we've got to remember what we're doing in the high calling as worship leaders. Um, is that you know I think it was in our episode with you, Scott. You talked about like what is worship? It's ascribing worth. Right. So we are literally getting up in front of them uh, of the people and teaching them who they should be ascribing their worth to. So if you're not doing that on your own, like. If you're just putting all of your effort and your time into ascribing worth to your voice or your guitar or how good your EQ is, that will show up. But if you if you look and you can say, man, that, that person really is ascribing worth to Jesus Christ, that will also come through. And so like as a worship leader, you've got to spend that time with God because how in the world are you going to lead them to him as a worship leader if you're not doing that on your own? Mm. Yeah, and I do think too, there are times when, because uh, I think part of the question was like, how do you lead when you're empty? Uh, I think there are times when you go through seasons as a worship leader, and I was a worship leader for uh, for a couple decades, and like, so I get it, I've worn both hats. And there are times when I was leading worship, and I'm like, I'm just, I mean, I don't have sin in my life, and I'm chasing after the Lord as much as I can, but it's dry and it's empty. And yeah. I can't take these people as far as I think they need to go. And so sometimes I feel like uh, you have to lead the congregation, and you're like, you guys go on. Like I've taken you as far as I can go. I'm still mm. going to play. I'm still going to leave, but go, please, please mm. go on, mm. go mm. deeper into the Lord's presence and do all that. But I've poured myself out and I've given everything that I can in the season. And you got to be okay with that. Um, yeah. Because if you're chasing after the Lord as hard as you can, like, like okay, you're, you're not always going to come into a Sunday saying, I have met with Jesus in such a deep way this week mm. that it is just overflowing out of me. Now, uh, you also wanna, don't want to make sure like I've been really busy, so I haven't had a chance to do that. Um, but it's okay. You're always not going to have this this mountaintop uh, experience to bring you into a Sunday. Absolutely, man. And and you know, here's the deal. Like for for most of us, it's coming every six days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you know, it's got to be uh, like a reservoir f- full of you know that you're constantly replenishing. Um, you know, I, I remember hearing a story about a journalist who went to interview Billy Graham and they walked into the room where he was and they saw an open Bible on the table and they said, oh, I'm so sorry. Did I, you know, did I interrupt your study time or whatever? And he goes, no, no, I, I keep an open Bible wherever I am. He said, mm-hmm. you know, I, I eat throughout the day physically, like I, I'll snack or eat meals throughout the day. So I always keep an open Bible. I walk by it. I pick it up. I read you know, something every time I, I walk by it. And um, man, that is, that that's kind of one of the most convicting things I've yeah. <laughs> I'd heard in a really long time, um, yeah. you know, because I, I, I need to do more of that in my, in my, my own life. I always, I always tell young worship leaders who might come to me, you know, what do I need to know? You know, blah, blah, blah. Well, you, man, you need to know, you need to know the Lord, man. And you need to really work on getting, I was taught, you need to, uh, when it comes to worship, you need to know the way you need to point the way and you need to get out of the way. Oh, that's yeah. good. Those are my, those are my three, um, kind of my, what that's kind of, 
what's in my head every time uh, we're we're heading into a service, you know, and and like you're you're saying, you know, it takes such intentionality to know the way, um, and that time that time with the Lord, and there are there are weeks where you're killing it, and there are weeks where you know life happens, man. Yeah. You've got spouses and kids and parents and neighbors and all the stuff that pulls for your time, but man, you got to know the way um, so that you can be ready to point the way. And then just get out of the way, man. Um, yeah, I, that's I've never heard that heard it put like that before, uh, Mr. Probs. I think that's a great. Uh, I, I, you need to send that out like on a one of the serious meme things or something. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. super good. You know, for me, I came. I, I fought a long time. Like this question was pretty close to me because you feel the pressure of ministry of like, man, I should know the Lord, but I'm having trouble knowing the Lord. And I tried forty thousand devotional books, and nothing ever really worked for me. But I got hooked up on a on a system called life journaling, which I am huge on. So I was, uh, I was in a, uh, visiting a friend in Honolulu, Hawaii, which was, you know, it was great. Um, she's, she's a sacrifice, like, right? Yeah. 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 Right. So she introduced me to a guy named Wayne Cadero, who would later become, um, one of my long distance mentors. Um, but I sat in a class, I sn- snuck into a back of a class that he had in, in a college that they had there. And he said, take out a piece of paper. They're having a pop quiz. And he, and he's like, Number one, how many times this week have you done your life journaling? Well, life journaling is a simple system of daily Bible reading and then journaling some thoughts on that. And so he had trained his students to do that. And so the quiz, the quiz was, how many days have you done that? So they wrote down out of seven, here's how many days I've done it. They take the rest of the quiz. Then they're grading the quiz and somebody raises their hand and they're like, uh, yes, Dr. Cadero. Um, so on the first one where you ask us how many times we life journal in a week, like out of seven, if we put five or if we put three, do we get half credit for that? Like, how does that work? And he said, if it's not seven, you get it wrong. It's zero. And then he said this, yeah. you're in ministry. You have zero excuse for not being in the word every day. Mm. And I've kind of carried that with me. Um, you can say, well, that's a guilt thing, but here's the thing. Um, worship leaders, teachers, people are in position and are on the platform. You're speaking the words of Jesus to people. And many times it's the, it's the only words that they're going to listen to. And That's so right. you better mm-hmm. make sure that what you're saying is lining up with what scripture says. And the only way that you're going to know that is if you get it inside of you. And so a uh, shameless plug for the book. There's part of a chapter of the book where I roll through. Um, here's, here's how you do that. Here's the life journaling system from top to bottom. There's some information on the website on that as well. And I'd love to help you out on that. Much I, I believe in it so much that if you're on staff at our church, it's a requirement for you to life journal every day. So if you're coming into the office, uh, thirty, I'm paying you to to get into do your daily devotions, which I think is a pretty awesome deal. And it's awesome. just wow. so so important. And I find when I'm out of sync with the Lord, when I look back at my time, my life journaling time, my time in the Bible, I'm like that's off too. So there's a direct mm. correlation. So I think one of the strongest yeah. things that you can do is. Get yourself in the word. And man, once you get the pattern down, really honestly, within five or 10 minutes, you're walking away going, I just I just got this uh, this uh, impression through scripture from the Lord where he's teaching me this and it's going to stick with me all day. Mm. Yep. Mm. And, and I'm just going to encourage you in those times where maybe you're seeking after God's heart, you're chasing after him, but you're just not getting there. Don't give up. Um like personal testimony, I'm coming out of a, of a, of a dry spell. I guess you call it like I'm militantly in the word every single day. I'm trying to read the whole Bible this year. It's something I've never tried to do before. And so the first 30 minutes of my day is in the word, but I was just really struggling. And, uh, last week I was, uh, driving in on a Friday night to meet up with my brother and it was in town and, and stuff. 
my wife was already in. So I've, I've got like a 25 minute drive from where I live into the, the town that's uh, super close. And I just put on my normal worship playlist and it's songs I've listened to a million times. And all of a sudden I get to that point in uh, Hallelujah Here Below from Elevation. And it just goes, Jesus Christ, uh, King in th-. And the full weight of the glory of God hit me in my car. <laughs> And how much he loved me. And I wasn't, it wasn't a moment where I was like really trying to seek. I don't know if I've ever felt more loved by the king than I did in that 20 minute drive into work or into Sonny's to have. I was sobbing the whole way in. I get out of the car. My wife comes over and goes, what is wrong? And I just go, God loves me so much. <laughs> like and she's like hoping my brother, nobody can see. I couldn't even keep like, and it, it came out of nowhere, so but I, I just, I, I, I didn't, I didn't give up because I know it's hard when you feel like That's you're right. alone just to go, well, this isn't working. And so in those moments, if I could just yeah. throw some advice your way, make Jesus the only thing you continue to run for. Mm. Because in those times when you That's don't good. feel refreshed, in those times where you feel like you're in the desert, it's real easy to turn to stuff on the internet. It's real easy to turn to eating. Maybe it's drinking, whatever it is, that cross that God uh, has laid upon you that you have to, to bear. Don't run to those things. Mm. Mm. Keep running to Jesus. He will meet you. Mm. That's a good word, man. And then think about the people that you want to be around, that, that your spiritual heroes in your life, or maybe like the best worship leaders. You're like, man, if I could, if I could aspire to, to have the characteristics of that person or that person has really influenced me, I guarantee you at the top of the list is that this is a person who is oozing spirituality. Mm, yeah. That's who you want to be. And people and people want to be around you because of that. Yep. Well, and I, I will say, you know, Scott, that's absolutely true about you. And, you know, so many of the guests, you know, after, that we've interviewed for the podcast, I think about, you know, Meredith Andrews and Paul Balash and Aaron Schust, yeah. some of the stuff that after we got off the, we, you know, we stopped recording and they left us, Jeremy and I are just like, my word, you know, the word just oozes out of Aaron Schust. And um, that was inspiring and convicting and all kinds of stuff for me, man. And that's when I know there are a lot of, you know, a lot of young worship leaders and I was a young worship leader with a ton of dreams. You know, I wanted to tour and write and I did some of that, but like, um, never to the full extent of my dreams. And here's, I think one of the reasons why is because I was, I was pursuing that more than I pursued the Lord, you know, and we've shared together before that it's a real temptation to love the stage more than you love the savior. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you from some experience, man, like if you will get this right, if you will get this right, he will give you all of your dreams plus more. Mm. That's, that's, that's his formula. Like he's not going to ele- he's not going to elevate you to this position of influence if you're so full of yourself. But mm. all that you're looking for really is found in Jesus. And I know I, as a young worship leader, I didn't want to hear that. People, I'm like, how do you write great songs? And how do you get radio? And how do you do do this? And they're like, why don't you just spend some time with the Lord? And I'm like, no. Like, <laughs> okay, I'll do that. And then what's the secret <laughs> formula? And I'm telling you, life is found. Life is found in Jesus. So can we just mm. stop chasing everything else? Well, and it's Amen. it's so funny because it's it's Romans twelve two, right? It's changing your mind. And as you're seeking after Christ and taking on his mind, I would almost be willing to get to, 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 to bet your dreams will change. Yeah. And when those dreams come true, you'll realize I would have never been happy with my dreams. But when yeah. I start to dream God's yeah. dreams, that's when I'm at my, that's when I find my fullest. Mm. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. 
Man, that's rich. That's rich stuff right there. We could, we could pray the benediction and go home, but we ain't done yet, man. Oh, no. We ain't done yet. You said you grew up AG, so we're ready for a long service today, man. Right? Absolutely, man. Camp meeting night. So, okay, here's another DM. And uh, we, we get lots we get, we get a lot of questions about, um, so we've, we've done some, some, some spiritual, let's do some practical, the relationship between staff and senior pastor. And so like right here, you've got, you've got worship, you've got production and you've got the senior, like as a senior leader, Scott, what you talked about this a little bit when, when we interviewed you on the podcast, um, Talk, talk a little bit about like, how, how do you, how do you keep that relationship healthy? Because it's so healthy and probably all of us have, have been in churches where maybe it wasn't healthy and that, that kind of starts to uh, surface, you know, um, how, how do you, how do you cultivate that relationship? How do you keep it healthy? Um, w- w- talk to us like senior pastor to staff members. Well, it's tough. And so uh, I'll share a couple of things with you that are pretty fresh with, uh, with me. And I would encourage you to go back and to listen to that, uh, to that episode, um, episode three. And was that right? Episode I think three. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, because I think there's some, there some great things that we talked about there just with the relationship. But a couple of things that are fresh with me. Um, it, it's a temptation as a, a senior leader because you've got a lot on your plate and everybody does like, and I get that. Um, but there's a, there's a, what I'm noticing is there's a natural drift away from intentional relationship. Um, and, and I'm a little bit more task oriented than I am, uh, than I am people oriented. And so sometimes people stop by my office and like, Hey, you got a minute. I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm, I'm cranking on this project right now. Um, but I need to stop and I need to, to listen. And so one thing that I did not encourage senior leaders to do, and it's not easy, but, um, I just completed what's called a 360 review, a 360 review. Um, and there's probably some formats and some templates that you can buy on this, but basically what it is, is, uh, I had I had the people around me uh, review me. So um, I didn't have our elder board, who's technically over me, uh, review me. But I had like my my executive pastor and all of my pastoral staff, my lead team. So I had about ten people, um, and I just asked them about six questions. Here's what I'm trying to do better at because I had I had asked them in a in a previous retreat that we had. I said, "What do you need out of you? What do you need from me? What do you need from me that you're not getting?" Or what do you need from me? I need to keep doing. So we, had, we came up with a list of like seven or eight things. Now that's a little bit vulnerable to, to ask, like, what do you need? And they're like, well, we need you to be this and do this. And when you do this, this is, helps out. So then I used that as a guide. And I said, I want to see how I'm doing on that nine months later. And so I uh, had a guy who is uh, a long distance um, guide for me. And I said, would you collect these 360s? So what would happen if you guys were on my staff, I would say to you, hey, I want to do a 360 review. So here are the questions. Don't I don't want to see your responses. Send them to this guy who's outside of the circle. So you would be more be more honest with him than you would me. And I'm not going to know who says what. So he collected all of those. And so I'm just finishing that 360 review, which ended up being about uh, six hours of phone calls and probably another six hours of me just processing it. Uh, and it was uh, the end result is very good. The process itself is difficult. It's invasive. It's hurtful. Uh, it's encouraging and discouraging and all that because it just you just lay yourself open. But here's what it, here's the deal: I want to be better for my staff, 
And so I have to be more intentional. So some of the, some of the stuff was, Hey, we need you to be more relational than task oriented. Um, cause you have a drift towards that. And I do to drift or let's get stuff done. Let's do this. And so I have to, as a, as a leader, make sure that relationship is very, very good. And here's something that I'm learning as a senior leader. And this was a bit of an epiphany for me a couple of weeks ago in a conversation in that try to pattern myself after Jesus as a shepherd and taking care of sheep, right? So there's a lot of that analogy that we can run through, but I'm, um, I'm framing things a little bit differently these days in that with my team, uh, I'm after a relationship, which doesn't always translate into friendship. Mm. Oh, mm. that's big. Mm. That's real mm. big. Now, oh, when I, when yeah. I had, when I had that, I had to sit back in my chair for a little bit because as a senior leader, you're like, well, I want friendship, man. I want, I, meaning I'm going to be a friend to you and I'm going to help you out, but I'm gonna, I want that to be reciprocated. Like you're going to be my boy too. Like you're going to call me when I'm in trouble and you're going to help this. And at the end of the day, you pop open the org chart and, and my, my, everybody's underneath me as a senior leader. And so you don't get that, but I want to make sure that I've got relationships. So what am I doing to pour into relationship with, with all of the team? So that is a, that's a, a huge, huge deal when it comes to, um, when it, it comes to teams and, you know, as a senior leader, like your, your worship guy, he wants, he wants to have a relationship with you. He's probably highly relational, especially if he's got some artistic to him. Like that's just kind of a, a little bit of how a worship guys are built. Um, but you also have to realize worship guys that your senior guy has a, a lot of stuff that's going uh, on in his life and on his plate. And I think we talked about it in an earlier episode, like Sunday's a big day for him, but it's not, it's not all that. Like he's worried about his sermon. And so if he's not joking with you backstage or in the green room or hanging out, whatever, like he is chewed up on, I got to get this right, or I'm going to mishandle the word of God. Right. I, you know, I would say, um, so I've been, I've been with my senior pastor for 10 years. Um, and I, I will, I will say this. I, I try not to be, so like Scott talked about the org, org chart, you know, everybody's there. So it, you know, it kind of comes to a point, uh, at this, at the senior leader and, um, so imagine if that was you and everybody underneath you was, were, they were all coming to you with problems. And so I, I try not to be that guy. I try, if, if there's a way for me to solve it or to even, um, you know, get the, my executive pastor or another staff member, Hey, you know, walk through this with me, brainstorm this with me. What are some solutions that I could, um, I, I try to not be the guy that lands a, you know, a big smelly mess on my pastor's desk. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, I think that, I think that can help, you know, build the relationship, you know, so that he knows when I'm coming in, Oh, here he comes again. What is it today? You know, uh, you know, what, what's, what's happening today that I, I've got to stop everything I'm doing to fix that. Not that you don't, have the ability to go with Tim with, with issues or problems that you're trying to solve, but just be mindful of that, that you are one in, in some cases, you're one of many, uh, who, who could be becoming to him in that way. And I also, you know, intentionality, I mean, your pastor, um, okay. So I'm a, I'm in a, you know, a decent sized church. And so our pastor's got you know, a huge chunk of our staff pulling for his time. He's got the congregation pulling for his time. If he's on a board or whatever outside of the life of the church, he's got something pulling for, for his time. He's got, you know, mission partners pulling for his time. They're wanting something. You know, I, I try to go, I try to make a point at least once a week to go to my leader and not need anything. Now I'm not perfect at it. And if he was on here, he would tell you, I'm not perfect at it. But, uh, I think 
you know, that can be, um, that can be a lonely place. You know, when everybody who comes to you is looking for answers. Yeah. That's a, that's a very lonely place. And so like, I think one of the things I, Scott made reference to this in, in the early episodes when we had him on, but man, even as close as the worship guy is to the senior leader, that, that, that gap, no matter how small it is, is actually like the Grand Canyon. Um, you know, I am far and away as close as I ever want to be to that role, uh, that role, that responsibility, the weight that, uh, that your senior pastor carries. So man, sometimes knock on his door and don't, don't need anything. Yeah. You know, I, and I think encouragement goes a long way. I believe in the, uh, I believe in the relationship between this, really with all the staff, but there's a special relationship, I think, between uh, a preaching or a teaching pastor and the worship leader uh, because we've probably all been in context where there's been some dysfunction or some disagreement or tension. And that's a terrible place to be. Like, I never want to be on platform and there be any kind of tension at all. I want to make sure that that our team's going the same direction. We love each other. And we may have like kind of butted heads a little bit during the week, but we come out, we're like, no, but we love each other and we're moving all all in the same direction. And, and here's what I would say too, like, because I know worship leaders, like they really want a relationship. We hear that from a ton of worship leaders that we work with through the experience conference and some different different things. You guys hear a ton too. Like, I just want to have a relationship with my senior pastor. And I would say this, like, like is that all on him? Like, what are you, right. go do something. Absolutely. Like, take him out to lunch, man. Absolutely. Say so, like, how can I pray for you? What's going on? Find out his love language. Give him some some little props along the way. So what, what I found when my relationship with my senior pastor, our former senior pastor turned, two things happened. Number one, uh, something happened where he realized no matter what, I had his back. Yeah. And I was willing to to fight and be the gatekeeper of the vision that God gave him in our church. And then number two, for seven years, we went out once a month and we had lunch and we would not talk shop at all. Hey, what's going on in your yeah. family? Tell me about your life. Hey, how can I be praying for you? Because that was the biggest thing I heard our senior pastor say over and over. I just feel alone. I, and you're yeah. like, bro, you got you got eight pastors sitting here around you that are like are yeah. for you and with you, but none of us understand the weight when you're handed the keys to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's it, man. And so here's what you don't realize is that your senior pastor has the same doubts that you do. Like, and so he'll come off the stage going like, I think I just need to, re- to, to pass the plates back out again and have everybody take their money back out. Cause I just sucked it up so bad today. Or the elder's going to chew on me that like, he has so many insecurities probably but here's, I had, this was a little bit of a like, wow, this is amazing going for me. I was getting, I was getting ready to uh, go up and deliver a message sometimes a few years ago and uh, the band's doing their thing. They're setting this, this great time. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go deliver this message. I've been working on it all week and like, I hope it's good, but I don't know. And so all the doubts that usually start right there. And this girl who was interning with us, uh, who's, who's now full-time, this great worship leader, uh, she's 18. And she turns to me and she says, and I'm getting ready to go up, right? So it's all the mental chatter that's going on. She turns to me and she says, hey, I'm like, yeah, in the middle of worship. I'm like, yeah. And she said, she said, go rock it. She said, she said, you are one of the best preachers I have ever heard in my life. Now, granted, she's 18. So she probably hasn't heard a lot, you know, <laughs> but I'm telling you, like in that day, I could have, I could have preached an arena to Jesus that day because some 18 year old girl just said, I believe in you go get this thing. And that's and as a as a seasoned senior pastor and eighteen year old. So imagine how much you can build in to your senior guy who's got all this mental chatter going around, going like, "Bro, I don't know what you got today, 
but I can't wait to sit under your teaching and take some notes and hear what the Lord has to say. Mm-hmm. And he'll say, mm-hmm. he'll say, thank you. But I guarantee you, like, it's going to, it's going to bring a dynamicness to your, uh, to your relationship. And so the, the mutual encouragement that can happen there is, I think something that goes a long way. And that's, that's great. Right. That's awesome. Ah, now you see why we have some time to actually talk through some of this stuff. This is awesome. So good, man. So good. I'm excited for it. We need to come up with a, a name for when Scott comes on once a month. Mm. That's the, uh, we couldn't get anybody else scheduled. Uh, so we're going to call Scott <laughs> <laughs> episode, right? <laughs> man. Yeah. Seriously. So good. So much wisdom. And, you know, I, I, uh, first heard uh, Scott at the experience conference. And I remember thinking, man, why, why does every staff member in the world not know who this dude is? Um, because he just drops wisdom bombs. And so make sure, you know, you're, you're subscribed to Scott's daily word, one T Scott's daily word. You go to scottlongyear.com, subscribe to that, pick up a copy of soul coma, um, and you know, Jeremy has mentioned this before Scott's church, Maryland community church has a, their own podcast. Um, subscribe to that, man. I know I, I listen to that a lot when I'm, uh, commuting, uh, to work and it just, man, it, it's, Stop uh, it's food, lying. Food for you're the listening soul. to your murder mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do some of that too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey guys, thank you again so much for listening to episode 19 of the worship leader Probs podcast. All right, here's the deal. In a moment, we're going to ask you to do something and we do this all the time, but we need to do it. So in a moment, we're going to ask you to go ahead and hit pause. And then whatever app you're listening to this podcast in, we want you to go to Worship Leader Problems and we want you to hit subscribe. And then from there, we want you to give us a five-star rating because anything else would be uncivilized. Five be a stars. Don't be a doink. <laughs> we don't. This is a doink-free zone. Doink-free zone. So if you would just be kind enough to hit pause, like it, subscribe to it, and leave us a rating. We would really appreciate that. Um, God's doing some really cool things behind closed doors. We keep mentioning there's some big ideas coming. Um, And so all of that is possible because every time you guys like something and subscribe and download, it helps the algorithm get our podcast out in front of more people. And so we're just so thankful for you, the listeners. Again, you can go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com and you can submit your MVPs from there and also your prayer requests. And so we're just so very thankful for you, the listeners of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. And until next time, see ya. Deuces. Deuces, 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 deuces. I don't know what to say. I feel like I need to have a sign off. You need a sign off. (laughs) What is it? So I say, see ya. He's I say deuces. deuces, and you could say, throw punch. Throw punch. <laughs> That's not really a <laughs> goodbye. I know. I've, I'm bad at goodbyes. Don't